Welcome, sports fans. You have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man, broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. Sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. And again, it's time to talk about the Dallas Cowboys again. This is uh, our Dallas Cowboys show, right? We've had all the games, every game so far. We have episodes on the Fan Man Podcast. So check it out. Again, Fan Man Podcast, all of our Cowboy games. And this one is a fun one to talk about because last week, was pretty depressing having to talk about that loss uh, the Cowboys had to the Denver Broncos. But the Cowboys are back on track with a big win over the Atlanta Falcons, 43-3. And the man to talk about it again is our Cowboy expert, Ron Brown. How you doing this evening? How you doing, Bill? I'm doing all right. Uh, It was was a good week. I mean, we had a big bounce back from that game against uh, Denver. So, uh... You know, uh, some of the fears that, like, emerged after that game are, like, subsided now. Right. And I think we talked about maybe the Cowboys should have just taken that game film and thrown it in the garbage. And maybe that's what they did because they certainly played like nothing affected them from that Denver game. Yeah, I I agree. I think they basically walked away from that game and said, okay, that was, uh, like you said, Throw the game film in the garbage and uh, let's go into the next game and let's uh, be who we are. Yeah, and sometimes, right? You got to you got to do that. We've all been in those situations where, like, you know, whether you're whether you're you know doing work around the house or whether you're doing something on your job where you just got to say, you know what, screw this. I'm not in the mood for this. I mean, I I didn't do something really well. Let's just forget about it, move on, throw it away, and then we'll pick it up again tomorrow. And that's kind of how it was. Yeah, we all have a bad day. Right, right. And what a difference a week makes with questions surrounding the Cowboys after that loss the previous Sunday to um, Denver. The team definitely found its form against Atlanta. Dallas manhandled the Falcons on both sides of the ball. 43-3, to but but let's face it, Ron, this could have been 70-3 to maybe, right? Yeah, well, they scored 28 points in the second quarter, which is... Uh, you know what? As we've watched this team and talked about this all year, they usually wake up after half, after the halftime, right? Yeah. It's um, usually pretty close at the half, and then they run away with it. Um, this week, they started a little earlier, second quarter, 28 points, I believe, in the second quarter. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was sort of like a, um, was sort of like a heavyweight fight where, um, you know, Mike Tyson knocks the guy out in the third round, right? That's a good analogy. You think you're going to see a 15-round fight. but um, And really, i got to say, it was one of the most dominant performances, I think, that a team has had all year in the first half of a football game. I mean, it was just... I mean, that Arts, Arthur Smith, the coach for Atlanta, he didn't know what the heck hit him. Yeah, I don't think anybody has scored 28 points in the second quarter this yeah. year in the NFL. Yeah, right. Uh, Prescott appeared... You know, out of sync in that loss against Denver a week ago, saying maybe it was his footwork because he was out with the injury. Whatever the case was, in this game against Atlanta, he completed 77% of his passes 
for 296 yards and a 127.9 passer rating. And Dak finished with two passing touchdowns as well as one rushing score. And it was like he could do no wrong Sunday, huh? It was insane. Uh, and, and actually, he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but uh, it, it was insane. He yeah. had a great day. Yep. Ten different players caught passes for the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb led the way with 94 receiving yards and two scores. And Michael Gallup, you know, he came back. And you really got you really got to see, you know, we forgot about Michael Gallup a little bit. But what we saw in this game against Atlanta is that Michael Gallup is a good good receiver. Yeah, he is a good receiver. He, he, he's an excellent receiver. So a buddy of mine, my, a buddy of mine Matt, who I've mentioned before, uh, he was talking about the CeeDee Lamb guy. He's like, dude, I hear his name like all the time, every week. And I keep telling him, Amari Cooper's actually the glue that holds him together. And I still believe that. He's the glue that holds that receiving team course together. But yeah, yeah CeeDee Lamb had a good game. Right. Well, what CeeDee Lamb gives you a little bit, too, is you give him, a, you give him some space on the field, and he's going to pick up rack yards because, you know, he, he knows how to – he knows how to uh, run the ball really well and pick up receiving yards. And I kind of like him back there. You know, I don't want to see him get injured, but I like him returning the punts too. I do too. He's going to break one. This he year. is. He's going to break one. Maybe it'll be Thanksgiving. Maybe, but he is going to break a. He's going to break one or two of those this year. Right, because you 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 see what he's doing. Like when he gets tackled, he's seeing with the space ahead of him, and he's frustrated that he didn't get through it. But he is. I think he is going to break one. Um, he's he starting to see that better yeah. uh, on his returns. I, I, you're right. His vision's getting better. He's seeing things unfold, and he's going to break some. Right. We had a we had 100 yards rushing in this game too, and the Cowboys, up, you know, basically like you said, couldn't do anything wrong. They finished with 431 yards of total offense while owning the possession of the ball 37 minutes to 22 minutes, and um, yeah. Yeah, 100 yards rushing, not that impressive. But yeah. I, I will tell you again, one, you know, Elliot, Ezekiel Elliott, not just his rushing, his blocking. Right. The, the guy's just an all-around football player. Right. I mean, he picked up some blitzes during that game that, you know, Prescott kind of got hammered and fumbled the ball, whatever. But he did a great job of picking up blitzes. Hard-earned yards again. I mean, the guy's having a great season. Right. And and I was glad to see that he came out and made a statement about that fumble, how pissed off he was about that fumble. So I was glad to see that he was pissed off about that fumble. Yep. And years past, it was sort of like, oh, well, I fumbled. You know, you could tell it's like he's got a different commitment now this year. Yeah. uh, He does. He's he's all in. Yeah, he is all in. Defensively, the Cowboys earned uh, some turnovers in this game. The Dallas defense just shut the Falcons down, limiting Matt Ryan to 9 for 21, um, passing for 117 yards and a 21.4 rating. And Matt Ryan, I mean, you know, when you watch Matt Wait, Ryan in that game. 21.4 rating? I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean. 21.4? 21.4 rating in this game. He couldn't do anything. Wow. It was like um, he looked – you know, I hate to say this about Roethlisberger because... that rating of 21.4, that has to be the lowest of the year. 
I don't know. We have to I look at. Anybody's got a worse than that. Well, I think Justin Fields might have had a worse one against Cleveland. <laughs> All right. We'd have to look. We'd have to look because I, I, I've, you know what though, Ron, Sam Darnold. I've seen some bad quarterback in this year, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything because the quarterbacking, some of it has been atrocious this year. Um, is something I never hear of. Yeah, well, the problem with that, too, is he threw a couple interceptions. You know, he had that. That was a nice pick. That was a nice uh, interception. Three picks. Yeah. Three picks. Right. Three picks. No, 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 wait. Two two picks and a a block fall. Yeah, you had the Diggs interception, and you had um, Anthony Brown, right? Yeah. Again. Yeah, Anthony Brown's interception was nice because he basically took the ball away from the defender in that interception. That was a yeah, nice play. That, guy, that guy is playing like he played in 2016. Yeah. And so here's, remember how good of a rookie season he had? Yep. And then after that, it was like, eh, hold on. But he's playing like his rookie year again, only better. Right. And the best way I can say... The best way I have this is the best way I can explain the Cowboys' domination in this game. It was so dominant that all of a sudden, guess what? Um, they turned the game off and put another game on because the Cowboys were just demolishing Atlanta. Well, that didn't happen to me because I was watching at, at uh, my favorite local bar, and yeah, you know, they didn't turn off. But anyway, I, I did hear that. I did read that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that shows you what kind of a dominant performance it was because. Uh, it was on, let me see, was it on CBS? I think it was on CBS. And they were getting worried that um, Fox, you know, everybody was going to jump to Fox because the game on Fox was better. So they had to, like, put a different game on. and right. uh, Which aggravated me because, hey, I want to, when it's, four, you know, when it's 38 to 3, I want to watch the game. I want to see the Cowboys just keep adding on to it. Why not, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. All right, so let's go to the first quarter. We'll talk about the first quarter here. Um, hey, hey, Bill, can yeah. you pause for a minute? Sure. Matt, can you like show me something here? What do you say? What's the worst quarterback rating? That is it. Who's the worst quarterback rating? Uh, this last game with Cowboys. Oh, so Matt looked it up, and uh, uh, at least for last week, Matt Ryan was the lowest rated. For last week or uh, for the season? Well, that's for last week, right, Matt? He says Josh Rosen for the season, right? Yeah. Josh Rosen? Yeah. Where, is, where does he quarterback him? I don't know who he is. Who's Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen was a quarterback that played for UCLA, and he got drafted by the Dolphins, and then he got bounced around. But I didn't even know he was he was uh, playing this year. Wow. I don't know. 0.0? 0. 0. 0. Wait. That means he's not playing. He played for Atlanta. So this is played for Atlanta. Must have filled in at one point. Oh, did he come in for Atlanta at the end of the game? He plays for Atlanta, Matt Oh, says. well, okay. Well, he didn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. He may have been in that game at the very end. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So, in March, in 73 yards and eight plays to the end zone, Prescott connected with Lamb on a, for a big 37-yard game before going back to wide out. Going back to uh, wide out, CeeDee Lamb for the score um, to cap the drive. And the touchdown was the Cowboys' first in the first quarter since October 17th. Did you realize that? Well, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Slow start. Comes out. 
Uh, yeah, slow start, and after right. the second half, they uh, they dominate, uh, which I give credit to the coaches. But this week, they actually you know started dominating in the second quarter. That's yeah. unusual for them. Right. So Dallas is up seven to nothing. Atlanta got on the board in its initial series, working down the to the Cowboys seventeen, uh, following like gains of seventeen, eighteen, and fourteen. But then. The Dallas defense held limiting uh, the damage to a 35-yard field goal. It would make be the first and the last, right? So yeah, that was it. Right. Yeah. So, so now it's Dallas 10, Atlanta 3. And then after stopping the Falcons on 4th and 7 at the Cowboys' 37-yard line uh, the next series, Dallas started on its own, own way. And again, despite going 0 for 4 on 4th downs the week before, guess what, right? Now the offense is... is uh, executing on fourth down and they converted a fourth and five at the Falcons 33 yard line on the last play of the quarter. So the quarter comes to the end. Dallas is on the move and it's 10, nothing Dallas. And now we go to the second quarter and then two minutes, right? Two minutes into the second frame, the Cowboys were in the end zone and they just bulled, bulled their way down the field, right? With Elliott finally getting in the end zone. Yeah, and again, Ezekiel Elliott, he's just on a mission this year. Yeah. There's no question about it. Right. Um, and, you know, this these talented wide receivers they have, man, they can just move the ball down the field. Right, right. So now Dallas is up 14-3. And then it became 21-3 after that. The Cowboys drove 68 yards in eight plays. Another fourth down conversion. So they're converting this week, and – Facing a fourth and three at the Atlanta 25, Prescott threw a perfect pass to Gallup, and that was a great pass, who tippy-toed inside the sidelines for a 23-yard gain down to the two. And then once again, Elliott and the offensive line kicked in, and, and Elliott bowled his way in for another touchdown to make it 21-3. And that's when you knew, Ron, right? The route was on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was clear the game was over at that point. Right. Um, what a great catch by Gallup. I mean, on that sideline yeah. there. Yeah, and kept that, it. That, I remember, right, Prescott had to scramble a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, Gallup did a comeback route because he was in the end zone and he came back out to the you know, two-yard line and caught that pass. I mean, that was just that's, – I mean, that's what, they, that's what Gallup does, right? Right. That's right. It was that's good, good to see him get back in the end zone too. Um that touchdown by Elliott to make it 21-3 was Elliott's 12th career multi-rushing touchdown game, which moved him into third all-time in team history and also marked the third most in NFL in the NFL since he entered the league in 2016. Who were the other two, you think? Maybe it's Tony Dorsett and uh, Emmett Smith, right? Well, no, wait a minute. Which, you know, I'm talking about the Cowboys or the NFL? No, the Cowboys. 12th? 12th career multi-rushing touchdown was, game. I'm probably thinking Murray. I don't think he was around that long to have 12 multi-rushing touchdown games. Yeah, That's, probably not. Yeah, um, you got you to gotta play a little bit to get that one. So you're saying Emmett Smith, right? I'm thinking it's Emmett Smith and Tony Dorsett. That would make sense. Yeah. Is that the answer? I don't know the. Well, I'm just. That's my. I don't have the answer. But when you say, oh, okay. when you say, twelfth career multi rushing touchdown game moved him into third all time in team history. <laughs> who are the other two? Yeah, you 
probably right. Smith and uh, Dorsett. Yeah, I just don't think Murray hung around long enough. Pop, no, no, no. He was a one-year one. I know it wasn't Eddie George, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely you want, like you Eddie want to George. talk about some of the dog running backs we've had? <laughs> oh, yeah. Julius Jones? Julius Jones? It wasn't him, was it? No. Who else? Who else can we talk uh, about? Oh, Mary Felix Jones. Felix Jones. Marion Barber? Yeah. Well, Marion Barber at least like kind of played hard. Yeah. But right. Felix, Felix Jones, what a draft pick that was, huh? Yeah. Felix he was Jones. out of uh, Arkansas, right? Yes. He played with uh, McFadden. Yeah, because... Uh, Jerry, that's Jerry... Jerry- fascination with these Arkansas running backs. Right, because he went to the school. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, so back to the game. And then just, you know, right before the half, this was the best play of the game, I thought. Right before the half, Prescott backpedaling to avoid two rushers and lofted a high pass. I don't usually see a pass like that. He lofts it really high to the back left corner of the end zone. And guess what? CeeDee Lamb is right there running under it. And it's 28-3 to now. Yeah. Um, and this was a 10-play, 59-yard drive for the Cowboys, right? And Prescott completes all six of those passes. And the, it's still not halftime yet, Ron, and the Cowboys aren't done. Um, they stifle the Falcons, forcing them to punt from their own 17. And then Dorrance Armstrong broke through the line of scrimmage and blocked a punt. So what we have? Two yeah, blocks. You know, huh? That guy had a good game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and here's name. His name does come up. It has been all year. Um, I mean, he's pretty decent on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. We're, I know. Gallimore is still on injury reserve and would replace him. But these guys have stepped up. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we've had two block punts in a season. Uh, no. not in my lifetime. No. Right. And then Nashawn Wright picks the ball up, recovers it in the end zone for his first career touchdown. Yeah, um, the same guy that, that inadvertently touched the ball last week and then got yeah. recovered by Denver in that stupid rule, right? Right, yep. So Dallas goes for the two, and that, the Cowboys are up 38-3. to The 29 points scored by Dallas in the second quarter were their most in franchise history. By, by by the team in any quarter. Additionally, the 36 points in the first half were the most for the team in a half since scoring 38 against San Francisco on October 12, 1980, the days of Danny White. Good old Danny. Wow. Danny White, number 11, right? That's, that's why that's White took over for Staubach. Right. Yeah. And, good, and good old Danny White lost three NFC championships in a row. To Philadelphia, to Philadelphia, Washington, and the game that I would always love to forget, but for some reason I'm always being reminded of, quote-unquote, the Dwight Clark catch, right? Oh, uh, the 49ers. Yeah. 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 So think about think about Danny White, though, for a minute, right? Can you imagine if he would have won all three of those NFC Championship games? He probably would. They probably were going to go win the Super Bowls then, too. Exactly. Because the AFC was pretty weak. So. Yeah, so Danny White could have been the toast of uh, toast of the town with three Super Bowl rings. <laughs> yeah, but he was a good punter. Oh, 
I forgot. He was a punter too. Yeah. Yes. So so Landry would that, that reminds me you remember this from when we were kids? The old punt pass and kick competition. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you would do that in like junior high and high school. Right. And so he was one of those guys who was like one of those punt pass and kick winners, right? Yep. So somehow in, in the NFL, he was both a quarterback and a punter. Right. And Tom Landry liked that because he saved a roster spot. Yes. Because you don't need a punter. So so he, they were able to keep somebody else. And back so then... We talk- yeah, we were talking about this, I think, last week. I was like, uh, maybe not on a podcast, but um, it was pretty I mean, why can't one guy be both the punter and the kicker? Yeah. I mean, it seems like the skill set is very similar, right? Yeah, it does. It would save you a roster spot. Yeah, it would. Or even a but most even a even a quarterback, it would be so bad. A backup quarterback. Well, <laughs> a backup yeah. quarterback. Well, your starting quarterback, though, I mean, he could get like running into the leg and like be done for the season. So I'm not yeah. sure about that. Well, we had a quarterback once that took a bad, couldn't hold a snap from the center in a playoff game against Seattle. Remember him? Uh, he's an announcer now, right? Tony Romo, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. No, I know. I know. Tony Romo, yeah, who, who I mean, I like Tony Romo. Once in a while, though, he criticizes people, and I, and I got to keep remembering, hey, Tony, you, you know, you've done a few bonehead things in your life, so be careful. Yeah. All right. To the third quarter. This... Oh, oh, my, my buddy Matt here, who's sitting over at the bar here listening, like, I don't know if he's listening or not, but he, he, he's a big Tony Romo fan as an announcer. Yeah. You know what, though? And... Yeah. No, yeah. I think, I'm sorry, Matt, right, Matt? Yeah. All right. So here's what I think. It seems to me, and Tony Romo, when he first came on the scene, I thought he was like unbelievable. He was like, he had, he was clairvoyant. He was telling me what the plays were before they happened. I'm wondering now though, since he's making so much money, it seems like he's just, he's slipping a little bit. I think now he's fallen into like, I want to be funny with uh, Jim Nance because Jim Nance could put you to sleep. So I think he's trying to be funny. And I, and I, I don't know if his analysis is, is what it was until he got that big payday. But that's, I don't know. Is that any of your perception with him? Or do you think he's still solid all the way? Well, I think he's better now than ever. Do you? He's interested in the game. He, like you said, he, uh, he has good analysis before it happens. He tells you exactly what they were thinking. Yeah. And he, you know, he just goes to the next step with uh, explaining the game. For me, I think he's the best guy out there. I, I, I love listening to him call the game. It doesn't matter what game. Yeah, I mean, he's so much... I mean, what do you think of Chris Collinsworth? Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's bad, isn't he? What do you think? They got his son in there now, too. Did you see that? I have not, no. His son does no, the post game. His son does the post game. Oh, I didn't know that. So how do you... I mean, that is unbelievable. With all these people looking for jobs and announcing... You've got Chris Collinsworth and his son, like Chris Collinsworth and his son. Oh, how did he get? How did he get that job? I wonder. Well, yeah, yeah, wonder. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Troy Aikman, I think, has gotten a little bit. I think Troy Aikman, you know, when he first started announcing, was great and stuff, and then he got 
so caught up with Joe Buck and all the happy nonsense that goes on between the two of them. But I think I think so, I think Aikman's getting better though because he's watching Romo. So so Matt Matt has actually told me like several times the last few weeks like what's going on with Troy Aikman? He's not very good anymore. No, he's not. You know what? He's not. He's not good. He's not that good anymore. But actually, I think he's better than he was. I think he. I think he's better now than he was like three years. I mean, I think he's better now than he was three years ago. Three years ago, it seemed like. I think Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo has helped him. It's given him a little bit more. A little more. Uh, you know, he's got a decision locally here in Chicago. Um, it was all about turnovers. Anthony Brown again made that nice juggling grab for an interception, third of a season. Uh, then Elliott fumbles the football. It got real sloppy. Let's face it, it got sloppy. Um, you it know. did, but uh, that was a, that was actually a very good play by the defender. On, I mean, he, he punched that ball out. Oh, he did. Perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Right. And then we had another Trayvon Diggs interception. Right. He's got eight interceptions now. Yeah. And, um, you know, they went 47 yards in nine plays and then 19 to 22 for Prescott. Um, but then, you know, a touchdown came. It was fourth and two at the four yard line, and Prescott scrambles to his left, lowered his shoulder. And I know Jerry Jones didn't like this and got in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, he was frowning. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the fourth quarter. Uh, three snaps into the final quarter, Jordan Lewis got in another interception. So we did have three interceptions. Uh, d- dived in for a tip pass, and it was his second. And this this Jordan Lewis has really been playing well. He can really hit, too. You know what? I, I was just going to say that. He's having a good year. Right. Uh, I mean, the, these these defensive backs are, are playing pretty good. Now, you know, I think I told you a year ago, or not a year ago, a week ago, they're still ranked like 28th, but it doesn't pass the eye test for me. Right. It really doesn't. I mean, they're making plays. Yeah, that's right. They are making plays. So uh, Cooper Rush comes in the game, right, which was smart. Maybe they could have put Cooper Rush in even earlier. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? But anyway, comes in. Yeah, and that basically was the game. Cowboys win 43-3. to I mean, just yeah, and you got to figure what's going on. Uh, let's see what time is it. That uh, didn't start yet, did it? The Atlanta game, to, uh, not yet. Patriots Atlanta game tonight. No, it's going to be interesting to see what Atlanta. You know, if Atlanta can bounce back after just getting completely manhandled. Yeah. And Matt, you're right. Jo- Josh Rosen did come in that game. He was one for six, for 14 yards. Um. One for six, wow, at garbage time, too. Good, not not good for Josh Rosen, either. Yeah, I see that on the stat sheet here, right. Right. Matt Ryan, nine for 21 for 117 yards. Uh, Prescott, 24 for 31, 296. Um, the best stat of all is no interceptions and no sacks, right? Uh, that's what Prescott does. Man. Let me, let me ask you this. Do the, do the Cowboys... Let's put it this way. Do the Cowboys ever lose a game if Prescott doesn't get sacked and doesn't throw picks? Never. Right? Well, even when he throws a pick, they they usually win. Now, if he throws multiple picks, no. 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 
But no picks and no sacks. That's that's good stuff there for him, for sure. Um, let's see. Looking at their run, running game, it was, you know, they really didn't have to run anymore. Pollard had 42 yards. Elliott had 41 yards. And then you had Corey Clement had six carries for 20 yards. That's somebody that uh, we don't talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm all surprised. He had six carries? Yeah, garbage, wow. garbage time. Oh, it was garbage time. You're right, fourth garbage quarter. Time. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. it. And we got to look. We got to look at that that first round pick from Florida. Kyle Pitts had four receptions for sixty yards for Atlanta. Um, but C.D. Lamb six six. Well, and you're right about Kyle Pitts. He's having a really good year, but he got shut down. He did, and you know who was on him most of the times? It was uh, Diggs. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Give um, Anthony Brown some credit too, because he had him a lot too. Yeah. Some of those big plays we saw where he swapped the ball away, that was actually Anthony Brown. Yeah. I think what Trayvon Diggs likes, he likes to go one-on-one with other SEC wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Like he, especially his teammate from Philadelphia, um, Smith, the Heisman Trophy yeah. winner. Yeah. Uh, CeeDee Lamp, six catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard had six catches for 56 yards. Cooper had four. Gallup had three. Sean McKeon, Ron, had two. And, and, and again, Amari Cooper, I say it every week. That mm. guy just makes clutch catches. Yeah. He really does. I mean, just like third and long catches, right? Yeah. That's what he does. That's what he does. Sean, Sean McKeon, little known Sean McKeon, had two catches for the Cowboys in the game. Um, Tied in, right? Yeah. Going to the defense, Parsons, six solo tackles, a sack, uh, and a quarterback hit. Another name we mention every week, J. Ron Curse, huh? Every week. His every name week. comes up. Yep. Terrell Basham, three solo tackles. Um, Dorrance Armstrong, like you mentioned, Ron, had a sack, three tackles. Three quarterback hits. It was actually a monster game for Armstrong. Yeah, so, so, so you know what? They're going into this three-game stretch, and they don't have either one of their starting defensive ends. Right. You realize, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a test. Well, it's a good test I, because I'm hoping these guys that want to make a name for themselves, you know, some of these other guys. Well, and this is their time to do it. Like, yeah. you have a three-game stretch – uh, you're the backup defensive end. I mean, what are you going to do here? Yep. Right. Here's a great stat. Atlanta had no kickoff returns in a game where the Cowboys scored 43 points. Now, didn't the Cowboys have a substitute kicker because their guy was on COVID, whatever? Yeah. Don't- they yeah. signed a guy. Yeah. Like two days. Liram Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they didn't need him. I'm glad he wasn't kicking a 50-yarder with uh, one second on the clock. Well, and that probably explains why they went for it on every fourth. Did they, they didn't try a field goal on any fourth down. No. They went for every fourth down. Right. Right. Why not, too, when you're winning? Well, you know what? And that's what they've been done all year. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've told and I've told you, Bill. I'm like, 
I, I get why they're doing it. Remember I kept telling you, I think this is like a part of a larger strategy for the year, for the season. Yeah. I just think McCarthy is like, we're going to go for it on fourth down every fucking time. Right. And, and I get it. I understand why they're doing that. Yep. Yeah, well, it doesn't bother. let's just hope it keeps working, you know. Well, it didn't work last week, but it worked this week. But I think it's going to pay off in the playoffs. That, that's where I think it's going to yeah. pay off. Yeah, I hope so. Third down efficiency for the Atlanta Falcons, one for 11. <laughs> there goes yeah, Matt Ryan. That's why Matt Ryan's rating was so low, probably. Yeah, that's not good. That was the one stat that just jumped out on me there. Passing, 111 yeah. yards passing for Atlanta, 317 for Dallas. Yeah. Some bad, yeah. Some bad stats. Red zones. <laughs> this is a great stat. Atlanta's 0 for 1 in the red zone. They only were in the red zone once. The whole game. Uh, yeah. That, that's amazing. Only once. Yeah. So another win for Dallas. And... Um, and that puts Dallas at seven and two. Dallas is four and one at home, three and one on the road, two and zero oh in the division, which is important, and five and one in the conference, which is which is wow. Yeah, with the one loss to Tampa. I didn't know they were fighting, well, the only loss was to Tampa Bay in the conference, right? So they're sitting yeah. sitting good. Well, Green Bay is six and one in the conference though too, and Dallas has a point differential differential of. 89, which is the highest. No, it's not. It's the second highest in the NFC next to Arizona. The Eagles, the Eagles are four and six. So the Eagles are four games behind Dallas and also Dallas beat the Eagles. So, so essentially five games, games, right? So Washington um, has six losses as well. So does the Giants. So they all have six losses. Cowboys only like three wins away from clinching the division. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, Washington now is, you know, they don't have, um, they lost uh, their, their pass. They lost both their pass rushers too, Washington. So Washington's in trouble. They got some internal problems as well. So I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about anybody in the division right now. And I can tell you one thing, I don't want to lose to the Packers in the playoffs because they still got that. Well, that, that's, that's the one team that keeps like bugging me is the Packers. Yeah, I still got the Des Bryant game in my head. Yep, I hear what you're saying, that game. Yep. You don't want to play me. So that's, that's the one that's kind of like gnawing at me. The Cardinals, you know, they haven't played the tough part of their schedule yet. Their, their schedule was front-loaded, very easy. They're about to like enter like a very tough eight-game stretch. Right. So right. we'll see what they're really made of. Right. Well, we'll see this week. And um, I know you want to talk about this because you guys are going out to this game, right? Yeah, Matt, get over here. Yeah. What? Kansas City Chiefs are coming. Well, actually, Dallas is going to Kansas City. Kansas City is 6-4. And... Four, and um, they're on a three-game winning streak, and I, I, you know, and I'm watching Kansas City now. And if I was gambling, you know, Kansas City's on a roll right now. Kansas City's starting to get their hit their stride a little yes, bit. So, yeah, they're getting their legs on them. Yeah, yep. three o'clock. This is a a four o'clock. Well, actually, it's a three o'clock start. 
uh, where they are on Sunday. So this is the game of the week, and this is you know this this is a game everybody wants to watch, right? Yeah, that's why we're going. I mean, we're hoping to see a game like we saw when uh, opening night with Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome to be there. You, you guys have any weather reports yet? Mid fifties, no rain. Okay. Yeah, it looks good. That does look good. Yeah. Maybe a little bit from the end, but not not too bad. So when are you leaving? Saturday. All right, Saturday morning. Uh, yes, and then Saturday night we're gonna go find a good steak. Or a barbecue, uh, Kansas City barbecue. Uh, I think I want a tomahawk steak. All right. But I'll do barbecue on Sunday. How about you that? You can do barbecue I'm on sure Sunday. Good barbecue at the state. I'm sure we can find some tailgaters with some great barbecue that they will share with us. Right, but no, but, <laughs> but they better be cowboy fans, otherwise they're not going to give you any food. Well, yeah, that's what Matt just said. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, he said, you put your Cowboys jersey on, we're not getting... I bet we will. The shoulders are nice, folks. <laughs> we'll see. Well, <laughs> well, you're like, Matt well, was just laughing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't, well, let's put it this way. Don't expect that in Philadelphia or New York. I'll just say that. Yeah, well, I, I think we'll meet some nice folks in Kansas City and we'll get some barbecue and the tailgating. Well, maybe maybe, I, maybe leave your jacket in the car and then go there to eat and then put your jacket back on after you ate. You may want to do that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's a little like me, so that's probably right. a no go. So what are we gonna? So tell me, what are we gonna see on Sunday? What are we gonna see? I think a good game. I mean, I I think it'll be close. Uh, High scoring. We'll see. These are two high-powered offenses. Dallas probably has a better defense, but I will see. That's a grass. That's a grass field, right, in Kansas City. Yeah, that's a grass field. Yeah, they, you know what though? I they don't play. I'm just gonna say it. They don't play great. The Cowboys on grass fields on the on the road. Think about that one. Just you don't have to answer that. Just that's 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 not for tonight. Just think about that one. Not real well. Okay. I mean, you're not talking this year. You're talking years History-wise, History. yeah. History-wise, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this might be their first game on grass. I don't know. We'll see. Well, they certainly didn't play on grass in SoFi, right? Out in L.A. No, no. Uh, Tampa, they did. Don't Tampa, they, they did. They lost. Right. Yeah, but it was a close game. But that was on. Grass. Well, they would have won if they would have won if Zerline knew how to kick in that game too. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, the kicker was a little bit of a problem in that game. But, at uh, L.A., I think that was grass, right? They played the Chargers. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. Well, they played the Chargers. No, uh, L.A. That's so fine. Right. So that's that, that the Eagles is astroturf. I don't know. I, actually, I don't know if that stadium is grass or not, Bill. No, it's not. They have, it's they, not. They have the, oh, the entire roof of that place is glass. Yeah. So I, it's probably grass, right? Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. By the way, that's a beautiful stadium, from what I can see. SoFi. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? I don't. It might be. I don't like the way it looks 
on the outside. The inside, I think, is nicer than the outside. The outside's kind of it's like all flattened out. It sits, it sits, it sits low. I don't know. Yeah. It's not as imposing at looking than uh, AT and T. I believe that's a grass film too. Yeah. Anyway, so so what? It's Los Angeles, and you have all glass panels and a roof. So I'm assuming that's live grass. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Um. So, so it's going to be interesting to watch Parsons and um, Mahomes. Yeah, that's a great matchup, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, to me, is a key matchup. I mean, obviously, Cowboys fans, we don't have our starting defensive ends. They're out. All right. And two of our best defensive players. So this Micah Parsons from Penn State, he's not to step up. Yeah, and I guess the interesting thing will will be, you know, what is what is um, Kellen Moore going to do? Like, what's his game plan here? Because one school of thought would be to run the ball and keep Mahomes yes. off the and, and keep Mahomes off the field, right? Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I said that's one school of thought, right? That's one, right? I, I think they're going to come out slinging the ball. Yeah, well. Now, maybe later in the game, as the game wears on, they might start running it more. But second half. I think this is going to be, I think Prescott and those receivers are going to come out slinging the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, I mean, Prescott's going to have to be on his game. If he wants to get in a in a you know a shootout with Kansas City, well, it's rare that he's not on his game, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, right. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though, Ron. Right? I mean, each week these games get more meaningful, too. So each week there's more pressure, and we know Mahomes. And we know Mahomes has been already successful under pressure. We're still waiting for Dak. You know to get there yet, right? No, 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 he's been good under pressure. I think many times, but you're right. This will, this could be a signature win this season. Right. What well, another one? They've had a couple already, but this could be another one. Yeah, and I think this is a big game for the Cowboys. Well, it's a big game for Kansas City too. I mean, Kansas City right now. You know, the, yeah. the Chargers have four losses. The Raiders have four losses. You know, so they need to win. And the Broncos are in last place. They're five and five. Yeah. So Kansas City has a sense of urgency. Now, all of a sudden, Kansas City's defense has been playing better than they were earlier in the year. And that's that's what's concerning if you're a Cowboys yeah, fan. Yeah, well, they haven't played an offense like this in recent right. weeks. Okay. Right. Yeah, well. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Well, they have not played an offense of this caliber in the, in the last three weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's just assume we're going to get the same offense, not the Denver game. The Denver game can't happen again. You know what? This team, the Cowboys will be up for this game because they know that this could be, you know, this is kind of like, well, all right, we're playing one of the better teams in the league. They'll be ready. They'll yeah. be ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what are you, are you coming home Sunday night or Monday? No, Monday. Monday. All right, Monday. 
four, it's a four o'clock or three o'clock game, right. I guess, Central. Right. So yeah, we'll come back Monday. Well, it sounds like a great time, guys. Enjoy yourself, and I'll be happy to have you guys on next week to talk about your adventures, and we can talk about those uh, tomahawk steaks too. Yeah, well, I, I hope that uh, the steaks are good. I'm going to find one of those tomahawk steaks, and uh, uh, hopefully the game turns out good. And yeah, we'll talk again next week. All right, Matt, it was nice having you on. Thank you once again for having me on the show. Appreciate All right, guys, enjoy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, and most other platforms. Check out the Twitter page at the underscore fan underscore man underscore and tell me what you think.